bringing clarity to important stories you can learn from. This is Dirt Road Journeys. Here's Rob Deptford. Uh, Casey Stubbs, uh, you are, um, we, we may dispel some myths today uh, because you're involved in a business that I think a lot of people, I know for me anyway, um, you know, if you're on social media at all, it's rare that a day goes by that you don't get some kind of a message or a request that has to do with cryptocurrency or forex and, and this kind of stuff and and i think we see so much of it that it's sort of on instant ignore and we delete these things and move on but you're actually legitimately in the business um and uh, and have had some success in the business um so uh I want to ask, I mean, the, the question I really want to ask is, how do we know the difference between what's legit and what's not? <laughs> uh, so the biggest thing is just get to know people, right? Get to know people and, you know, don't invest. Like if you got a guy who's saying he's going to give you all these returns, don't give your life savings, <laughs> you know? And even if you give a little bit, it could still be a scam because, you know, Bernie Madoff was scamming people for like 30 some years before he finally got caught um, and people never knew. So it, there's really no 100% way to protect yourself. Uh, but here's a little, a little nugget about investing and trading. Uh, to be successful, it's just like everything else. You've got to work at it. There's no such thing as get rich quick. Ah. Uh. Yes. And isn't that the truth with any business? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to, you got to put the work in, you see, you know, those overnight successes, what do they say about them? They're like the overnight success that was 20 years in the making. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. What you see now is not what actually happened on the journey. It's the outcome of all of that hard work, right? Um, you started this business in 2009 uh, side note, you've been married 18 years and you have nine kids. And I'm going to come back to that because you now have the, the record for the person on this show with the most kids. Uh, I had Ira, Ira Bowman was on in season one and he has eight kids and he's a great guy. Uh, you've, you've now trumped Ira Bowman with nine. I don't know how you guys do it, but cause it's so unusual this day and age, but I'll, I'll come back to that later on. Uh, but you started this business in 2009. So you've been at this now. Uh, for you know, twenty plus years, twenty twenty two years, right? Um, and uh, and so therein lies what we just talked about. Uh, there, there's no overnight success. You started out and you had some ups and downs, and uh, and you're still at it. Um, and I think it's a business that is sort of known to be a, a volatile business. Um, just talk a little bit about how you got involved to start with, and what that journey has been like for you. I started when the market was really down and I was always been investing for a long time. I started when I was really young and um, I wasn't doing full-time investing. I was working in construction and um, 2008, we had a housing market collapse and the uh, economy went into recession and the construction just totally dried up. And so I lost my job due to a layoff because there was no new construction projects. I kept trying to get into the field, applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs, nothing. Uh, so finally, I was like, well, 
no work is here. I better make my own work. So I started a website and it's like, I found this article online that says how to make a thousand dollars a month uh, online. And so I did that, started a website and what am I going to do a website about? Well, what do I know? I know about investing and trading. So I created a website about that and uh, did that in 2009. And by the end of the year, I had completely replaced my my job revenue. That that's a story that I feel like has the the, the fine print results not typical at the bottom, because <laughs> like, uh, that's a pretty quick uh, turnaround for you, pretty quick takeoff for a new business. Uh, what do you attribute that success to? My outstanding skills and intelligence. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Because I, I, I think I would answer the same way. <laughs> uh, no, actually, you know what? Honestly, Rob, I don't want to say luck. I, I would say that I, I, sh I gave it a good effort and yeah. I got really fortunate. I mean, I don't know if it was luck, but I started writing content and people started coming to the site. And I, I'm not going to lie. My content wasn't very good. Like, I'm not like some kind of, brilliant writer that it's just going to mesmerize people. But I was writing about what, what I was seeing in the market and a couple big websites picked me up. Right. So I applied applications. So I think it was just an hard work was part of it. And then I got a couple breaks, a couple big websites picked me up and picked up my content and it was like getting syndicated. And all of a sudden in like two or three months of having a website, I was getting flooded with traffic. Now I know that doesn't happen, right? That doesn't happen. Yeah. And so then uh, I've had a lot of traffic on my site ever since. And and the other part of the timing was it was a good time uh, in the in the industry because there was a pretty heavy recession. And so there were a lot of people like me that were maybe out of work that were looking for answers. And so that probably attributed to it as well. So you're in it for three three years. After three years, you had a million dollars in revenue. Uh, so again, impressive scaling in a short period of time. And uh, then along comes something that happened and you had a 50% drop. Something crashed someplace. What what happened there? Okay, good questions. Uh, so the, 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 the big growth was, again, some just amazing things that I didn't even know happened. So I'm following this, this guide on how to make a thousand dollars a month. And they said, get an email list. And I'm like, what's an email list? Like, what does that mean? So I put this opt in on and gave away a report, started collecting emails. And then I didn't know what to do with the emails. And so then this, um, this guy sent me a message and saying, Hey, if you, um, check out this educational course that I'm offering and you offer it to your list, I'll pay you a commission. And I'm like, huh, how would that work? So I tried it out and I sent an email and my there's at this point, I was able to get 5,000 people on the list and wow. I sent a couple emails. I mean, again, this is like mind blown, right? I sent a couple emails and the guy's like, Hey, those emails work pretty well. Uh, you earned $18,000 in commissions. Wow. And this is from a 5,000 person list. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I didn't, I was blown away. So through that, I discovered this guy named Jeff Walker 
and he has a class called the product launch formula and he teaches people how to launch products. So I'm like, Oh, I got to do this. So I work hard and I build this team and we're like, we're going to run some product launches. And so we did it. And that's, then I got all of these other people to help like, uh, like other email lists, like you got a list, you got a list, I got a list, we're all going to mail. And so we get a blast of emails. And all of a sudden I grew my email list to 30,000 people in a very short period of time. Cause everybody's mailing together. And so I had to like convince these people. I had to make people think that I was a somebody it's like, Hey, uh, Joe over there on, uh, investing website, a, I'm like this big deal. Could you mail for me? <laughs> you know, so I got to convince all these people to mail for me and I'm going to pay them a commission. And so through that, I was able to really have a great year uh, after three years in. A lot of hard work, a lot of uh, vision and planning. So then afterwards, of course, and maybe this is not everyone's story, but me, I just think that it's game over. I'm now going to be the world's best and I'm going to make it big. So I just throw everything into it and I just start spending money and I start hiring people and uh, I'm expanding. I'm throwing money into advertising and I'm like, here we go. I just, I just take all the profits that I made and I threw it right back into the business because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but the problem was that I didn't have any real understanding of something called cash flow. Uh-huh. Right. Because I made a lot of money and it looked good in the bank account, but you got to understand uh, how much cash is coming in, how much cash is going out. Just because you got a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account doesn't mean that you got a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because there's, there's that money is there's something called available cash versus the cash in your account. So if your account says that you got this money, but this future money is coming out. You got to calculate that. And I just didn't have a good understanding of that. So um, some sales didn't go through the way I was hoping. Things cooled off because when I got started, it was a very hot period because everyone was looking to get into the investing world. And uh, things cooled off. I got way overextended in revenues. Sales cooled off. I'm now hanging over a cliff thinking that I'm this somebody and now I'm in a lot of pain because I can't pay people and I got to lay everybody off that I hired. I told them I had a great vision, told them how wonderful things were going to be. Oh, by the way, I was lying. It's not going to be wonderful. You're being let go. Yeah, that had to be tough. It was. It was definitely difficult. It's like the, uh, the old roller coaster, Rob. You, you like roller coasters? Well, uh, in my younger days, they were more tolerable. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more careful about rides these days for sure. And and that's how I am in business now. I'm a lot. I don't want to go on a ride now like I went was in back then. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Um, so and you did have some up and ups and downs, right? So you came. Uh, you actually had a comeback from that first period of loss, uh, and uh, and raised that revenue up again. Hit uh, two million dollars in 2020, and then you had another. Down a downturn, I guess, in the business, right? Um, and uh, so, is this something? Is is this a a regular pattern? Do you do you are you able to look at that and go, okay, well, I can kind of use that for forecasting now and be planning in advance for some things, or how do how does that work for you, Rob? That is that's that's the key right there. Is um, even when you think you know something, you realize you don't. <laughs> 
at least me, I'm like, oh yeah, I think I know this and wait, wait, no, I actually don't. Um, <laughs> but no, that's what I need to learn is, um, it was a, it was a very similar situation because COVID, right? So COVID, we had a market downturn. A lot of people got involved and it, things kind of blew up. And the same kind of thing happened is I got, again, got a little aggressive. And so, yeah, the pattern is you have your ups and downs, you have cash flow influxes, and uh, it's important for a business owner to be steady and not make decisions on short-term trends. Business 101 almost, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so what does it look like for you today? Because there's, uh, we, we've had on the Forex side and on the crypto side, stuff you're involved in. Uh, and we've just had a major, in the, in the news as we're recording this episode in mid-December 2022, we've just had a major crypto exchange uh, just uh, kind of tank, right? We, we just saw the, the former CEO was arrested in the Bahamas someplace. And so there's these things going on that I think feed the idea that, boy, these are, these are businesses that are really a gamble. Um, but there's also some people who have done really, really well. Um, and, and so, you know, what does that look like for you as you're talking with people who uh, might be interested in getting involved uh, and they're seeing all of these stories in the media and they're, they're constantly bombarded with how volatile it is? Um, you know, what do you, what do you say to people who are kind of curious about it? Uh, well, it's, it's market cycles. They call that the crypto winter, right? right? Crypto winter, because we've had some of those things happen with crypto before 2015, there was a big bull run, then it pulled back. Then 2017 was a big run and then it pulled back. And when we're, when I say pull back, it's kind of like my business. And so one, one key lesson is if you make a profit, take profit. Don't just, um, don't just sit on it, take the profit and then wait for another opportunity to invest in something else. And then the other thing, like with that, that with the with FTX, which you mentioned, yeah. um, you know, they were a big exchange, they went under. And so everybody that had their money in that exchange went down. And really the, the, the main, the thing is with crypto, you can, and I don't want to get too advanced. I don't know how advanced your, your audience is on crypto, but you can Not hold very. your own keys because, so every Bitcoin, you have a key, right? It's a code. It's a long numeric code. Well, not just numeric, alphanumeric code that represents your coin. And you can hold those yourself and store them on what they call a cold storage, which is offline on a USB, or you can trust the exchange to hold them for you. And when you're trusting the exchange, it's really no different than a bank, right? You're saying, this is the bank. They're holding my crypto for me. And in 2008, when there was the big bank um, crisis, the one that I lost my job in, I wasn't in the banking industry, I was in construction, but I still lost my job because it impacted every industry. But uh, all, you know, all of the top banks got like $25 billion. But this time with the crypto, because it's crypto and it's not a bank, they didn't bail them out. But it's very similar situation. And so even if you have your money in a bank, you still need to diversify and realize that it's not even safe in a bank. There's always something that can happen. So spread your investments out a little bit. 
Don't put all your eggs in one basket, I think is the saying, right? And uh, don't trust anyone else to hold your money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm imagining the equivalent of sort of stuffing your cash under your mattress, right? <laughs> it, it's, it's really the same thing. The problem is with cash, uh, inflation will, will eat you alive. Yeah. So you got to put it into something that's creating revenues. Right. Right. And that's certainly a topic that's applicable today as we watch record inflation rates uh, really causing some challenges for uh, for the, the average family, for sure. And for, for most people, I would say at this uh, this point. So be interesting to see how that plays out. The podcast is called How to Trade It, How to, the How to Trade It podcast. Uh, and, uh, and so you've been doing that since 2018. Uh, and uh, how's that been for you? You said you enjoy meeting new people and, and you know, it's been a good experience that way. Uh, what else have you learned from doing, doing the podcast? Uh, so much, Rob. I love it. It's so cool. And you know this because you're doing podcasting. You get it. I meet great people and it builds great relationships and I've learned things. I was able to launch a book because I had a guy on my show and he's like, hey, I'm doing this thing where I do a 30-day get your book published challenge. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. You know, and he challenged me right there on my own show and I, I did it and I got my book published. And uh, I love being a podcaster. I do it for myself and then the audience gets to benefit. Education is the goal, is it? Is that, is that kind of primarily what you're trying to do is educate the it's audience? personal education. It's personal education. The audience is... If you're listening, don't take this the wrong way, but you're secondary. It's for me. I want to learn. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's certainly a benefit. Uh, no question about that. And uh, and some diversity of, of guests uh, makes a huge difference. Uh, as you say, being able to, to get a book published, uh, that's a significant milestone, right? And, and that... Um, how, how has that helped you with, uh, like books tend to lend credibility to what you do, right? So do people recognize you for the book now or how does that work for you? It, it does, you know, it's kind of like, okay, I need to get on this podcast and, uh, Hey, by the way, I'm an author and they're like, Oh, he's an author. Okay. We'll, we'll put him on, you know, so it, it kind of opens some doors for you. Uh, it definitely wasn't one of those situations where I, it was, uh, making a lot of money uh it gets uh, trickles sales trickle through so and you, the royalties are very low uh, i did the self-publishing situation with uh, amazon it's um called amazon direct publishing great way for anyone to publish a book super easy they they're so easy to work with um but it, your royalties are pretty low and you're not going to make a lot of money from it but it's kind of more for like credibility type thing yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I've done a couple on Amazon Direct. It's Kindle Direct Publishing myself. And it's, uh, man, anybody can be an author now. Um, and uh, the, the process is super easy. Uh, and so if you've got something in your head that could be beneficial to somebody else, write it down and publish it. Get it out there because it's so easy to do these days. I'm going to ask you about your your family um, because, uh, as I say, nine kids that doesn't happen these that that's like baby boom generation stuff, uh, and uh, and so how do you how do you manage all that and fit work in and I imagine they've got activities and things how does that all work for you? Um, well, you see this gray in my beard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's where that comes from. Uh, no, it's actually not that stressful. It's actually pretty good. Um, the, the biggest thing is time management. 
I try to not do things on the fly, but each day I try to plan it out and I try to plan out my day and my week and really be intentional with my time. And especially with my family, I want to plan things out, you know, take certain kids on certain activities so I can get some good one-on-one -on -one time with them and, and, you know, kind of rotate the schedule and, uh, being effective with your time is a game changer for your life. No, whether you have nine kids or, or not, it's something that everybody needs to really learn to master that skill. I, I really appreciate that you're able to do that because we only have two kids and sometimes we wonder how, how there are enough hours in the day. Uh, and uh, so to be able to manage that, you really do need a system, don't you? Yeah. And, and, you know, don't assume that I'm great at it. Uh, it's a work in progress, right? <laughs> so uh, isn't it yeah, always? You, yeah. you, you're forced to get good when you're in that situation or to at least try to improve. And so that's my, my goal is to always to work at doing better. Back to the business for a second. If you, uh, what, what do you say to somebody who's interested in getting started in what you do? Uh, well, so I have a um, couple different streams of revenue. So there's the web side, the podcast side, the trading side, and all three is really the same thing. There, it's the same answer, and that is um, do some research, do an inventory of your skills, do an inventory of what types of resources you have available, and then make a plan and then go after it. A lot of people seem to, to be stopped because they have obstacles. They say, well, I can't launch a podcast because I don't have a good mic or I don't really know anyone to talk to or whatever, but focus on what you do have. Maybe you could do your recordings on your phone, use that. And then when you get some, a, a level of success, then you upgrade. Right. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. When I first started, I didn't have a lot, but I had a really old junky computer that barely could do anything. And I started a free website, right? And so, and I had an internet connection. So I used the resources that were available to me. I made a plan and I took action and, uh, it's a work in progress. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be even good, but just do it, get it out there and then slowly improve as time goes on. I think that's terrific advice. Uh, biggest lesson, biggest lesson you've learned on the journey. Uh, the biggest lesson I've learned, you know, that is such a difficult question, Rob, because <laughs> there's so many different lessons. There's so many different things. You get a little bit of success and some failures, a little bit of success and some failures, a little bit of success and some failures. And so that's the biggest lesson is just don't give up. Don't give up when the failures come. Just retweak and launch again. Failure is certainly part of the path to success, uh, any direction you look. I think that's that's also really, really great advice and something we can all continually learn from. The podcast is How to Trade It. Where Where is that? Is that on uh, just about any streaming platform? Yeah, it's on any streaming platform. You can search it on any of them, and then you can get it on my website, which is tradingstrategyguides.com. We have a lot of trading education there as well as the podcast. Okay, tradingstrategyguides.com. And uh, you're on Twitter, you're on LinkedIn, 
Uh, so if you are interested in, uh, in the, uh, the trading world, uh, Casey's a legit guy. Uh, not, not one of those, he's not going to get, uh, send out one of those emails or those DMS that you get and you kind of scratch your head and wonder if I should be responding or deleting and you just auto delete Casey's legit. So, uh, reach out to him. Uh, appreciate you coming on Casey. Uh, th this answered questions for me too. So I appreciate you being here. Good. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for having me, Rob. I enjoyed, uh, being here and I really appreciate it. Casey Stubbs on Dirt Road Journeys. Don't forget to check the show notes for more information about our guests and visit us at dirtroadjourneys.com.